Jones. Thank you for being on the Pints and Polishing Podcast. And we have Mr. DJ Patterson. Thank Yo. you so much, guys. Appreciate yes. you all coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a great day here. Um, are you guys watching? I will be distracted. I'm sorry for the night, but are you guys watching the, uh, the Winter Olympics? Yeah, I was. I actually I have it pulled up here on my computer screen, uh, hoping that Sean White takes home the gold medal for, for Team USA. Yeah, but he's in second place right now. Did you get? Did you see where the uh, that uh, Japanese guy? He came. He he second round. He's got a better. Let's see, uh, Yuma Hirano. He's in first place. Yeah, right I was now. watching that. I saw that. Um, but I think I think we all know that Sean White's got it in him. He's just got to land at this third run. I think he. I think he's got the run that takes it home. So. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. All right, let's get down to business. We're not here to talk about the Olympics. We're here to talk about beer. <laughs> Speaking of beer, I definitely, guess I definitely. Open, huh? Speaking of beer, you should crack one open. Man, this is a really good. I like this beer. I've never had it. Uh, it is probably one of my favorite blondes. Pretty good. Why did you, Austin? Why did you pick this beer? Well, obviously. Being from Oklahoma, I was born and raised here and just kind of grew up a local kid, uh, you know, and especially with Oklahoma over the last, oh, I don't know, probably five to ten years, they've really had, you know, a big local push, and I, I've kind of been a part of that movement. I try and stay local, and, uh, you know, I like a good beer, and, of course, Coop Ale Works, is, if, if people don't know, is is actually, um, they've got a big plant downtown in downtown Oklahoma City. Um, and so it's just been a – Coop Ale Works is I've just always kind of drank their beer, and um, I, I like a smooth, crisp blonde, and, and Horny Toad was one of them. And the first time I had it, a, a friend just recommended it to me. And, uh, man, ever since then, it's kind of just been my go-to. It, it's super smooth, super refreshing. It is. Uh, it's very smooth. Like, it's different. Yeah. Is it there's like no there's no with you guys at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is. There's a little bit of citrus to it, uh, but the smoothness is what's impressive. Like you could literally chug this beer and not think twice about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right. Like it's so drinkable. It's very drinkable beer. All right. Well, good choice, man. We'll get into the beer a little bit more later. Bob, so tell us who you are. Who is Austin Jones? Man, Austin Jones. So, yeah, my name is Austin Jones, and I am the general manager for a mobile car wash uh, company called Johnny on the Spot Mobile Wash. So our, our name kind of says it, uh, kind of explains everything you need to know. Uh, we're a mobile car wash. We come directly to our clients. Um, providing with the, you know, providing them with the best customer service um, and the best detail package in a mobile setting. Um, I came on staff at Johnny on the Spot back in May. Um, I graduated college from Southern Nazarene University with a marketing degree back in May. Um, and May of seventeen. Yeah, May of seventeen. Um, and actually, funny story is I, I uh, so my past, I, uh, I worked for a chemical supplier, um, as many people know, as formerly Detail Supply Warehouse. That's really kind of where I got into detailing. Um, now, what made you go work there? I, uh, I actually went to school. I went to high school with the owner's daughter. Um, we were pretty good friends growing up uh, through high school, and uh, the owner – texted me one day, I was pretty good family friends with them by this point, and said, you know, hey, I need some extra help. 
uh, over the summer, would you want to come work? And so I, I didn't have a summer job lined up at the time, and I was like, okay, I'll come in and work. And and uh, from there, I started to learn the, the chemistry and the formulation behind actually blending chemicals um, and learned how chemicals work, how they reacted, and, and slowly but surely started to learn how to detail by kind of trial and error with chemicals on my own car. Um, and actually from there, um, I started a mobile detail um, company um, just kind of on the side in 2014. Um, I actually got a pretty sweet deal. Uh, you know, I was given a power washer and a shop back, and I had a red F-150, and so um, I basically threw everything in the back yeah, of the pickup. You're in business. Yeah. Right there, Jeez. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, you the power washer. You don't really need so, that. And funny story <laughs> was, was there was actually an old power washer sitting in the back of the shop, and uh, he had said, you know, hey, if you go change the pump on it, you can just have it. And there was an old shop back. So basically I was just kind of given a bunch of equipment. And, you know, me being young and hungry, I was – I would do anything to make a couple bucks. And so from there, you know, I got some business cards on Vistaprint and whatever and printed them out and started going to people's houses. And uh, and it just kind of took off from there. And, uh, and so, but. So hold on, bud. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. So Vistaprint, uh, you get a power washer, you get a shop bag. Uh, Vistaprint, you did what, the, the free ones or like the super cheap cards or what? Yeah, just like the super cheap ones. I think it was like 500 business cards for like something like 15 bucks or something. You know, just one <laughs> side awesome. of business cards that had my name on it. I I had a I actually had a friend print me off or design a really cool logo that I was friends with in school. He was a graphic design major. I paid him like 20 bucks for this logo or whatever. Uh, you know, for him to create. And man, I just, I just took it. I was like, well, you know, I'll make a little extra cash and. Uh, and kind of present myself as somewhat professional and, and see where it takes me. So, uh, but so when you say you went door to door, I mean literally that's you just walked and knocked on people's doors and 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 asked them what? Well, yeah. So I, I lived in a neighborhood. Uh, you know, I was living with my parents and and, uh, and and my dad's a veterinarian. So we had a you know we lived in a fairly nice neighborhood. And you know, a lot of moms, stay at home moms, lived in our neighborhood. And so I actually. Uh, I, I really started to get a lot of my clients from just washing in my driveway. I was washing my parents' cars, my cars, um, and I actually had a couple neighbors that they would just drop their cars off in, in, in my driveway, and, and I would, uh, I would just you know drive their car back to their house and then walk back to my house, and I'd do a couple. And I was doing like, I was doing probably six or seven cars every weekend. Um, and from there, word of mouth got out, and people started saying, you know, hey, I've got a guy that comes and washes my car, and, you know, he does a great job and is mobile. And so, um, really, I didn't do any – I really didn't do any door-to-door or business-to-business. I, I just I just started in the neighborhood, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, but, you know, I was going to school in Oklahoma City um, in the – you know, during the school year. And so it was a really good summer gig for me. Um, but – a lot of people wanted it done year round, um, and it got kind of tough. So um, I was trying to play. I was actually playing college basketball over at Southern Nazarene too. So juggling basketball and juggling school and juggling, you know, this business that kind of just fell into my lap. Uh, the business kind of got put on the back burner because my main focus was just to finish school. So um, from there, you fast forward to when I graduate. Um, I actually was trying to get away from the industry. I said, you know, there's no way to make 
you know, a living as a mobile detailer, um, you know, or at least not the living that I so had planned in my head. I wanted to go work at corporate, and so I applied at Dell, applied at Paycom, a couple companies here in Oklahoma City. Um, and long story short, Johnny on the spot actually found my resume on Indeed, reached out to me and said, hey, um, this is what we've got. Uh we 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 need to bring we want to bring a manager on to kind of manage all of our daily operations, manage our accounts, um, you know, implement some systems and so on and so forth. And from there, uh, I, I've taken it and I've run with it. So um, that that's kind of where we're at now. We actually um, just this weekend had some really awesome news. We uh, are officially um, we are officially able to say. Um, that were approved to sell franchises. So that was one of the big selling points for me coming on to Johnny on the spot was the owners that in, uh, that own it. Um, their whole plan with the deal was to go and franchise it. So it was kind of a vision that matched up with my vision as far as a mobile detailing. Um, and so this weekend they actually just got back, or this past weekend they were in Phoenix for the IFA, which is the Inter International Franchising uh, Association Convention. Um, and we placed top 20 out of 900 new and up-and-coming franchises. So, um, awesome. So, so we're, we're growing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're... And you guys are located basically Edmond, right? Edmond, Oklahoma? Yeah, right. yeah. We're, we're, we're located, or what we call our home base is definitely Edmond, Oklahoma, but we service pretty much all the Oklahoma City metro area. So we service, uh, you know, Oklahoma City, Nichols Hills, Edmond, uh, Yukon, and we go sometimes as far south as Moore. We don't really venture down into Norman or anything like that, but we like to stay like to stay close at home because I'm as as many mobile detailers know. The further you travel, the more the, the more cost you have. So if we can make a name for ourselves in, in our home base, then, then that helps us out. Yeah, definitely. So um, DJ, this would be an interesting question as he talked about how you know when he got started, he went out and got just simple business cards and just really tried to get his name out there and started in a neighborhood of where he's at. When you started, what, I mean, I don't really remember everything you did. What, what would be some things that you did when you started off to get to the level that you're at now? Like, how did you start? Cause there's a lot of people that, that we DM on Instagram and we just, we talk back and forth and some guys are just like, man, I just, I'm doing it part-time. I, I want to go full-time, but I don't really know how to get started and really go full-time. What would be a suggestion for those guys? Man, that's great. And, and just hearing his story is pretty awesome, too, because we went down pretty much similar paths but kind of had these different, like, roads that led off to different opportunities and so forth. And I remember you said something about the uh, when you were going to school, you had clients that were like, calling you all the time, but you kept ignoring the phone calls and more focused towards, you know, going to school. Whereas I remember when I was going to college, I dropped out because I was growing a business, but I, you know, pursued those phone calls. And it's funny how we went on separate paths, but are ultimately doing something we both love. So that's pretty cool. I just had to side note that real quick, but um, you guys following? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah Sweet. Sorry. Um, they were so, just letting you roll. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> But um, no, so I was working at the car wash and uh, Marty, you had called me because you owned a car wash. And I worked for you for a while and you called and said, there's this new waterless solution. And I'm like, there's no way in hell that you can wash cars. With no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so with that sparked a mobile detailing company, I'm like, well, if I can go do this at people's houses with this waterless solution, like 
we can make a killing, right? So I had a 1999 Ford Contour, and I was able to work out of the trunk of that car because I didn't have have to have a power washer or a water tank or whatever. So I just had like a cold water extractor, some chemicals, and a water solution. I just kind of went around and just because I had set, I had a specific, uh, I had a few clients at the car wash that I detailed for regularly on you know on the week when I worked with my shifts. And when I left, I called them and said, "Hey, can I continue to do your vehicles?" And they said, "Yeah." And I just kind of spiraled that way. So. Just being diligent and sticking with it all the cold winters and the hot summers working alone. And, you know, right. <laughs> here we are. So it sounds like you're pretty diligent, too, in all you do. I mean, you just find opportunity, you take it, and, and just you keep getting led in different paths. It's pretty cool. But yeah, so different – different. hold on. Let me – like, so different ways, but you guys both did similar things. You went yeah. after the closest people that you knew to be able to get business. And I it's, think that's it, yeah. something that somebody could learn from, like – DJ, you went after people that you already knew at the car wash that you were taking care of the vehicle. Um, and then, Austin, Austin you went after people in, in your neighborhood. Right? Like, yeah, that's genius. So, so for people that are wanting to get started and wanting to do this, like, go after the, the – we call it the low-picking fruit. Like, you walked mm -hmm. up to an apple tree or something. You're first going to want to pick that low fruit. That's the easiest. So find what is the closest to you, the easiest way that you can find – a customer and that's who you need to start with yeah absolutely um you know e even today for for us our most success comes from um you know like w for instance we have a client that um loved our services and i i simply just asked her i said hey um you know, I love doing your car, and we're trying to grow. Uh, you know, would you mind posting in your Facebook homeowners page or whatever, and let let people know that you know we're we're in the neighborhood, you know, every other week on Monday or whatever. And she said, "Yo, oh yeah, absolutely." And so she made a post in her Facebook page, and this is a homeowners group. There's probably, oh, I don't know, 200 you know houses in the neighborhood. And, uh, and from there, that one account now went to probably 50 accounts in that one neighborhood, you know. Awesome. And, and so, she did what? She put it into the neighborhood what? Yeah, so, you know, just like we have our Detailers of Oklahoma Facebook page, um, they have a, a neighborhood page for, for homeowners to, you know, say, hey, we're selling this or we're doing that or, you know, we saw this suspicious car driving around and it's a super easy way for all the everybody in the neighborhood to kind of collaborate together and talk back and forth. And she made a post that said, you know, hey, we use this mobile car wash service. Uh, I highly recommend you guys give them a call if you're looking for somebody to wash your car. <laughs> and from there, I mean, it was like my phone wouldn't shut up. I mean, it just rang off the hook, off the hook for two or three days. And, uh, you know, we probably have, I would say, 50 accounts, and half of them are on a pretty regular, you know, either biweekly or monthly basis. That's awesome. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's, that's a really great little niche to be able to find something like that. Um, so tell me, what, uh, with being a, with Johnny on the spot, what's been your favorite part, like being the GM of that, uh, of that business, what's been your favorite part? Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite part is, you know, I, I love detailing, but I also love the management side of things. Um, I'm a very creative person, and I like the aspect of building. Uh, and the fact that I get to help build a business hands-on by, 
you know, implementing wash processes, uh, working with employees to become more efficient, um, and creating relationships with employees, um, you know, and just investing in their daily lives. Um, a lot of my staff is young kids that are, you know, either in college um, or taking a break from college trying to figure out what they're doing. Um, I have, you know, all my staff is pretty young, and so I really enjoy that part of the job of getting to invest in people's lives and help them out. Um, and because, honestly, a lot of it for me, you know, my, my staff is temporary, and I know that, but um, the cool thing about me or our business is that I get to invest in their lives and help them be more successful and just keep bringing kids in and hopefully making an impact to, for them to be successful in their lives. So. Man, that's, cool. Awesome. that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, side note: Sean White just nailed his gold medal, ninety-seven point seven five. I saw that. I told you, Marty, he had it in him. He did, man. He threw that run down like that was killer. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a beast of a run. Anyway, sorry. So, uh, DJ, what has been your favorite part with Eco Green? Uh, what you do? Um, it's funny. Just a lot of the stuff that he just said, like. Because we do a lot of stuff within our company. It sounds like you work for like an amazing company. Like I can definitely tell the cu- culture and like you guys have your stuff in order. You know you have a vision. You know you're going. Everyone knows what they're doing in their roles and so forth. That's really cool because that's exactly like how our company is. So I get fulfilled by you know hiring on people, bringing them in, and making them better people. You know my goal is like you said, people aren't going to stay in your company forever. It's just you know that. So if you can invest in them while they're with you and you know make them a better person. Um, and they go off somewhere else and they're better for working for you. That's, that's definitely satisfying, but really just being able to implement just, you know, new processes and systems and, you know, pour into my team members. And so that's where I'm really fulfilled right now with where I'm at in this point of my uh, career. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Austin, uh, how many vehicles do you guys have on the road? We, we currently have, uh, we currently have three vehicles. We are, uh, we're right on that verge uh, of making that decision to get to that fourth vehicle. Um, we, we stay pretty busy, and most all three vehicles are staffed at all times. Um, it, it's funny because, you know, as a GM, you go to lunch meetings, and, um, you know, I'm a part of a referral group, and I try and, you know, be involved in the Chamber of Commerce and some small business things. And a lot of the times I end up driving, you know, one of the company trucks around to that, and it it's gotten to the point where I either have to, you know, go out on route with somebody, have them drop me off at a meeting, go to my meeting, have them go to a client's house, come back and pick me up. And so, you know, we're bouncing around a lot, which is a good problem to have. And it's, uh, it's exciting for us. So we do have three vehicles currently. Um, and hoping to go to that fourth, um, you know, either before the summer or right in the middle of the summer. Now, three vehicles, um, how many employees, two per vehicle or one or what? Yeah, so depending um, depending on our kind of day, you know, we are um, – our processes are, are a little bit different than what it sounds like DJ is, but um, a lot of the times um, – I would say probably 50% of the time it's one person per truck, and then um, depending on how many cars we, we have at any given location, um, we'll put two or three. Um, for instance, we, we uh, were at a bank doing a bunch of employee washes today um, – we did about 12 or 15 cars, and we had three people there knocking those out today. So so when you say wash, uh, how do you determine the difference between a, a wash and a detail? That's a good question. Um, so, yeah, our, our kind of niche is, is 
just a mobile car wash. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they go out, they're mobile detailers, and they do full details and such. Um, but we have found a real niche in just being a mobile car wash. Um, so we do do the details. We do the full details, you know, the four or five-hour long details. Um, but we've really found a niche in that hour to hour and a half slot of just giving a really good thorough hand wash, um, you know, dressing wheels and tires um, and vacuuming out the inside, doing a light cleaning and dusting, you know, of that in the cup holder, cleaning out the cup holders, et cetera. Um, and we found a real niche for that. So that, that's our main pa package. We actually call it our Johnny Wash. Um, and that, that's what we kind of do and live and breed by. So we're trying to make that wash, you know, the most efficient that we can um, for ultimately the highest kind of profit margin that we can get out of that one wash. And it's, it's been a real good hit for us, and we continue to do it and implement and, and make that the perfect package. So, so do you ever get in, in situations, I'm sorry, where, like, you'll do that? Because that sounds like your bread and butter, which is awesome. You found your sweet spot. Mm -hmm. But do people ask you for more? How do you say no? Because that's not your, it's not what you do. do you, I mean, well, yeah. So we we don't say no. Okay. Uh, we we do you know we do carpet extractions, gotcha. steam cleaning gotcha. carpets. Uh, we do do some of the paint corrections and the ceramic coatings. Uh, you know we do all that. And, and honestly, a lot of the times uh, we get to a car, you know, and the condition of the car is a lot worse than what we expected. And uh, always you know, kind of have a, quali <laughs> a, a, qual a qualification. Almost yeah, a qualification condition of, you know, like, hey, your car, based on the condition, doesn't necessarily qualify for our Johnny Wash. However, these are the packages that we can do based on, you know, the condition of your car. Gotcha. And almost every time they say yes. Um, of course. And a lot of that is set up front, you know, hey, our prices do start at this price uh, and so on and go from there. And, and most of the time when we get there, they, they have a pretty good idea of, Hey, my car's really dirty and you're here. Let's go ahead and just get it clean. <laughs> you know? Nice. So, yeah. so your, your Johnny wash is very similar to back in the day, quote unquote. Um, when I started as a mobile detailer, I went around to a lot of businesses and ours was, uh, you know, we wash while you work. And so I set up a mm -hmm. lot of um, accounts, but not really, you know, contract accounts, just, hey, we're going to be at your location, go onto our website and fill out a form, and that way I could get the list of everything. My my big one was our $35, we called it a mini detail. Wash, mm -hmm. sounds very similar to yours. Wash, wheels, tire shine, door jams, and, I mean, we would put chemical on a towel, and we would, you know, wipe down the interior. We wouldn't scrub it as far as, like, you know, getting every little bit out. Well, the cup holders and the, the gear shifters and all that, we would definitely get out our little, uh, uh, you know, duster or, you know, brush or whatever and kind of get the edges and kind of make sure those cup holders were good. And it was sort of like DJ at the car wash we had um, the express detail. So, that same little model, and we were at $35 up to 45 and it mm -hmm. was our bread and butter, too. I mean, it was, a mo it was our most popular package, and then, of course, right. if I could add up, back then, we just did, you know, a lot of waxes and sealants. Right, yeah. This was way before coatings. This was, like I said, 2002, so we could throw a wax on and do a, a mini detail of wax for 60 bucks. Like, that was, that was an easy add-on. 
And he just, I wish we could do it for that price because I'd have a lot more business if we could still do it for that price. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, I get it. That's why I'm saying like, that's the way I was at 35 yeah. bucks to 60 bucks. So what are you guys at now for a mini detail or a Johnny on the spot, so to speak? Yeah, so our Johnny watch starts at $49 for, for a car. Um, and honestly, with today's cars, we've actually had to qualify some sedans as what we call a mid, a mid SUV. Now. I'm right there with you now, man. They're getting uh, the sedans uh, are getting bigger. I, I swear they are. Yeah, yeah. You know that you get in the the Mercedes, the S550. They're huge. We've got you know a mate. We we have a Maybach on one of our accounts, and it, it, I mean that car. It, it's like riding in a first class jet. You know, in the back seat, it's uh, it's unbelievable, but. Um, yeah, so we start at $49 for a car and then go all the way up to $79 for what we consider an oversized SUV. So that's talking your Suburbans, your QX80s, uh, you know, your Expeditions, uh, those cars. Nice. So, yeah, quite a bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit more. Yeah, which is nice. But, I mean, you can make a good living and create a good business model off of a 60 to $70 like you're calling a car wash, a good right. mini or express detail slash full service car wash. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our whole kind of business model is, is really to bring in or, you know, when we're operating or have somebody on the clock that we're making about $50 an hour. Um, so that, that's kind of what we price our packages after. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. So somebody could take that model and say, what do you want to make per hour? About 50 bucks an hour then set your prices accordingly based on what you want to make per hour. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about this beer. I need to crack open a third one. Jeez, these things are too smooth to drink. <laughs> I might be in trouble by the end of this podcast. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on two and a half right now, so. I'm on two. That's all we're giving, so. I forgot That's to true. go to the liquor store, and uh, Marty stopped by and handed me two, so I definitely appreciate that, sir. Yeah, well, you know, I'm gonna make these. I do last. what I can. I do what I can sometimes. Hey, you made it a great day for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, so Coop Ale Works, there. Where are they located? I know you said they're located here in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, right? Yeah, they're in Oklahoma City. They actually have their brewery uh, down in downtown Oklahoma City, I believe. Um, it, it's right on the south side of Bricktown, right there off of I-40. But uh, actually, sadly, I'm not sure if they're going to relocate the brewery. Um, but according to some of my clients, um, they're actually going to knock that down or um, the Oklahoma City Energy, the soccer team here in Oklahoma City, um, once they become major league, they're apparently going to buy that that plot of land right there in downtown, and they're going to build a big soccer stadium there. Is what I've heard. So we're getting a soccer team. Yeah, Oklahoma City has a. Uh, we have a minor league soccer team currently in Oklahoma City called the OKC Energy, uh, huh. and they're That's they're nice. owned. But yeah, um, and and p- the plan is, or the long term goal is, to for to make them an official MLS team. So. Um, I'm not sure where they stand on that, but I, what I've heard is the only place to really put a soccer stadium in Oklahoma City is right there where kind of Coop Ale um, is, because that building has been there for, for quite a while. So, hmm. Yeah. 
Well, it's definitely for anybody that wants a crisp, and we talked about it before, it's super clean. And like I said, I'm on my third because it's it's so, like, it really is easy to drink. This would be a perfect beer. This is definitely your mow-the-yard beer. Like, you could definitely yes. drink this on a normal summer day at any point in time. Yeah, this, this is my this is my poolside beer, as I like to call it, or my lake. Oh beer. yes, yes, pool would be incredible. Definitely this summer, good call. This is definitely a lake beer. Yeah. And for if you're in Oklahoma, it's a five point three alcohol by volume, which is better than most. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that uh, you, you know you got to watch what you drink. Can't drink too many, but. It definitely means you're going to have a lot more flavor to it. I know there's a debate on, you know, how much alcohol is needed, but the higher the alcohol content just basically means that they put more into the beer as far as uh, when they're creating their wort at the very first part of their boil. Um, all the different stuff that they put in, the higher the content of alcohol, generally speaking, means that they put more into the beer. So that's, I think that's why it's got that good flavor to it. Versus some of yeah, the other Oklahoma like No, no. Or DJ's uh, favorite Coors Light. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that, that's the biggest difference for it for me is, uh, is it doesn't taste like your traditional, you know, like light kind of wheat beer where you have that kind of bready, you know, taste. This has a definitely more citrusy taste but it's not kind of one of your you know what some would consider a girly beer or a fruity beer um it's just got a real smooth crisp you could uh, totally if if you wanted to have a chick beer but not have a chick beer you could totally get away with this yeah definitely like this could pass for a chick beer but it, it it's because it's so smooth and i think it's the pilsner part so it's got a, a Pilsner malt body, according to their website. And so I think the Pilsner is what makes it super smooth to drink. So, And if we had the beer nerd on, um, but he can't do Wednesday nights, he would tell us what a Pilsner, what makes a Pilsner so special. But we don't have him, so we shall move on. But good beer yeah. for uh, anybody that uh, – Wants to grab some, definitely in Oklahoma you could get it. If not, hit us up on Instagram. We could probably send you some. It uh, It's definitely worth it. So, anyway, so, Austin, you made a comment to me a couple weeks ago. Um, you were picking up uh, some coding from us, and we were just having a little chat while you were on site at a location. We were talking just about detailing in your business and this and that, and you made a comment about, you know, if detailers would just take, you know, take their business, like, and actually make it a business, I think you, you specifically said, like, would run it as a business. And we were kind of chatting a little bit about that, and I was like, hey, man, would you come on to the, the podcast, because that'd be really cool for you to explain, you know, what do you mean, you, you, if there's somebody that, um, you know, has a detailed business, they're mobile, they might be doing it out of their van or out of a car or out of a truck. How does somebody like that that's running around, getting some cars cleaned, what do you mean, like, if they would just run it as a business? Yeah, um, that's a good question. And honestly, it, it's kind of funny because every everything that I did with what my, my company was called Clifford's when I had it, but 
everything that we've done from my time being at Jots is really kind of like when I came on staff, that really starts the time where Jots, I guess, took it seriously um, as a full-fledged business. Before I came on, um, our owners were storing their trucks at their house. They were kind of operating out of their garage. Um, but right when I came on, they kind of made the investment to go to a third truck, um, to get a little warehouse space where we could store our vans, you know, off-site from their garage and have access to water and electricity, store the chemicals and have a, more room to breathe and not, you know, be in, you know, somebody's personal garage. <laughs> but uh, really the biggest thing, you know, when I talk about taking your passion to profit is what we talked about, which is kind of my tagline that I've come up with. Um, whoa, 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 we came up with that a long time ago. You can't steal well, it. I'm right, sorry. Right, right. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, well, I'm just fucking talk, with you, man. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but, you know, talking about that tagline of taking your passion to profits, um, it, it really stems from, you know, there's a lot of times when us as detailers, you know, we love it so much that we end up helping somebody out or, you know, we just want to make a little extra money. And so, you know, we take on that big job where, you know, we spend, you know, eight hours on a car and we only charge the client, you know, 200 or 300 bucks. And you start doing the math at, you know, 300 bucks for eight hours worth of work, including all the overhead, the labor, the chemicals. You're, you're doing that detail for free. I mean, let's be real. There's no way you make money you know, when you do that kind of work or, you know, let's say we go out and we say, oh, we're going to do our Johnny washer, our mini detail, and we're doing it in today's age, we're doing it for, you know, 40, you know, 35 or 40 bucks in a mobile setting where we have a truck, we're driving, we're, you know, we've got fuel cost, um, you know, we've got shop costs, we're now, you know, paying an employee, so it's not like, you know, we're just drawing the profits ourselves. Um, and so really, when I talk about, you know, if people would just take it seriously, you've got to start looking at it with that business mindset of really going to the accounting book saying, okay, you know, and this is what I learned in school is when you, when you break down a business, um, most businesses, when you break down the cost in an accounting formula, you, you want to have about a 20%, 20 profit margin. Um, and with that 20% profit margin, you have about 40% of comp, comp or uh, paying your labor, especially in a service business. That's about, you know, the average or what kind of people say you should shoot for. Um, and then you have 20% indirect costs and 20% direct costs. So your indirect costs are going to be, you know, such as rent, insurance, uh, you know, advertising, licensing, the tags for your trucks. Uh, you know, that sort of stuff. And then obviously with your direct costs, you have, you know, your water cost, uh, your chemicals, your brushes, your accessories, stuff that you need to actually do, do, do your work. And then you have your labor, which is about 40% in a service business. And that includes um, obviously paying your staff or paying yourself. Um, and so we went at it, you know, Jots went at it with that mindset. Um, and with us, it, it did take an investment, um, it did, you know, take some cash, putting down some cash and investing some cash to ultimately make a return um, because when you just do it by yourself, it, sometimes it can be tough, you know, to go 
just outright get the equipment that you need to be efficient or, you know, to, to take on the burden of becoming so busy as a sole proprietor or an independent detailer is what I call them. Um, you know, that independent detailer that wants to take it to a full-fledged business, a lot of the time it takes an investment to, you know, to go hire that second hand so that he can get, you know, up and running and then grow from there. And, and that's what a lot of people I feel like are scared of is to take that jump from saying, okay, I do do it part-time or I want to do it full-time on myself. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, months are tough. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, it, it's kind of scary at times because you get to the winter months and it's kind of slow and, you know, you don't know what what is going on. Hey, Austin, you know what I like uh, about you, man? <laughs> You've got ownership mentality. And if yeah, most – because you don't own the company, correct, with a franchise, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. I have 0% equity in it. Okay, but you speak like you own the franchise or you own the company or you created it. Like you have ownership mentality. And I think what we're trying to talk about is like take ownership in all you do, and it's, it's just really cool to see that much passion and knowledge exert from you. Um, and right. you don't even own the business, but you have that ownership mentality. You know what I'm trying to say? That's, that's really cool. Yeah, well, I, th I think, you know, in, in any job that you do, um, I think in order to be successful or at least to make progress, to push forward, to get a promotion or to work your way up in a company, I mean, the only way you're going to do it is if you invest in the vision of the company you're working for. If not, then why uh, even work there? Why waste your time? Yeah. You spend, what, yeah, you know, 40 hours exactly. a week at this place. Why would you want to be somewhere where you can't invest emotionally into yeah, and I, I'm a big believer in, in if if you put in the work, you'll be rewarded for it. So I've got a great ownership group. They believe in me. I believe in them. And I fully trust them that if I go in and bust my tail um, and help build this company with them, when the company succeeds, they're ultimately going to reward me for that as well. Right. Um, and so that that's a big thing too. But, um, you know, it, it's weird. I think the biggest, you know, the, the toughest thing, and I'm sure you struggle with this too, DJ, is, is staffing, you know. Oh, it's, Even though I don't own it, it you know. It, it's it's that, tough. That's the biggest headache in mobile well, When you is. said you had one guy per truck, I'm like, well, holy crap, man. Like, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And, and you know, that's where my job comes in a lot of is, you know, yes, we do do one, you know, one man per truck. But a lot of what I do is, you know, go meet with clients. And then I also check on, you know, our guys. So right. I might not be actually there, you know, doing a two man crew. Um, and, you know, somebody might not always be checking them. But that's also where I've had to come in and train our staff and make sure they understand, you know, our vision and what we are as a brand. Um, and, and trust them that they're going to carry that out, you know, because I can't have eyes on every single, you know, client. And obviously that's a big growing pain that we've had too is, you know, sometimes you do stick them in a situation where it's overwhelming for them and maybe you do need to, but then you start thinking of, you know, okay, let's say for easy numbers, you know, I'm paying my guy $10 an hour. Well, if I put two guys on the truck, it's now $20 an hour. Do I really need to spend $20 an hour on this truck? or can Well, you're getting it done in half the time, though, so you're still making the same Well, you hope so. You know, you hope so. Right. And so that's where the training and efficiency has really been kind of what we've been focusing on as a team lately is becoming more efficient. So that way, if I do put two guys on a truck – um, you know, we are being more efficient and can get more done in the day rather than, you know, putting two guys on the truck and then they turn around and waste, you know, waste the company's money essentially. 
Yeah, I can yeah. go both ways for sure. I so definitely agree. You you mentioned about uh, having employees buy into the company as far as what the company stands for and trying to push that agenda to make sure that they're a good representation of the company. DJ, and then I'll let Austin, you go, how do you do that? Like, like, yeah, that sounds great, but geez, like, yeah, that's, that's asking a lot, right? Are right. you referring to like yeah. buy-in from the employees? Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you do yeah. that? I mean, it's all about culture and, and having them really find what they're really good at and, and have them implement that somehow into the business. So for example, we, we have a lot of different personalities within our company. We always do personality tests when they first get hired. Um, you know, all the Myers-Briggs stuff, do you know, like are they extroverted, introverted? They like to work in teams, they like to work alone. What's their top five strengths? Is it harmony? Is it um, strategic? If it's strategic, for instance, I've got a guy that um, has worked for me for probably three years now. And I never, like, he's so strategic to where I can handle the schedule. I said, hey, man, this is a cluster. Like, this is a clusterfuck. Like, this is horrible. I can't figure it out. And he'll take it. And in 30 seconds, like, do this, this, this. And it's a perfect route, perfect schedule. So when you find things that people can actually enjoy doing, they're more fulfilled working with you, working for you for 40 hours a week. And then just, I don't know, just treat them like normal people and take care of them and mentor them and give them value. And they, they want to stay if they like it. You know, they can actually live out things they like to do personally within your job. So they're more fulfilled within their position, you know. OK, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kind of on the same page, uh, you know, of, of really our biggest thing is, you know, we, we try and, and make it. Um, evident that we're a growing company, you know, and, and like I said, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, if you start with somebody from the bottom and, you know, and, and the company continues to grow, I'm a firm believer in, in spreading the wealth. And that's what I want to do with my team. So, you know, when I bring somebody in, um, you know, I have a guy that's been working for us for a year and he works his tail off, but it's because he sees the same vision that we see, you know, as a company. Um, you know, he sees the growth and wants to continue to stay with the growth and we reward him for everything that he's done and he ultimately helps us. And, and when somebody buys into your vision, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a mobile detailing and, and you know, probably 75% of the people are going to look and say, oh, you know, good luck, you know. Oh, trust but, me, yeah, I've heard or, it many times. Or, or, or people say, you know, people, I mean, I have friends today that even still say, Dude, Jonesy, why are you? You're still, dude. You clean cars for a living, like you're a scrub, you know. Like, but it's like I make the same living, technically, right now that they make, you know, when they're, you know, working for a corporate ladder, you know, and and, and doing whatever they're doing or whatever. And, you're you're and fulfilled in what thing, you do. You're you're passionate about business and growth and development, and where you're at now is 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 definitely fulfilling to you, right? Yeah, yeah, Correct. exactly. You're that, able that's to live exactly out your where... passion within an industry that some people might not see, see as sexy, right? Well, and, and that's 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 what I look at as pure gold. Is you know, like I love it when people say, you know, oh, you can't do that, you know, because it, it makes me want to go prove them. And I mean, it, it, it's a business, and a business can succeed. And so, you know, right now, 
maybe there isn't just a you know mega mobile detail that makes you know does million dollars of revenue a year but why can't it be us <laughs> i know you know i know a few but yeah it's it's, it's yeah i mean yeah. i mean there are a few but yeah there's not a whole lot you know it's not right. like you can open up a you know there's a ton of franchises of fast food chains that you can go in and they do you know million and it's easy to buy in but it's like you know, I, I like the challenge. I love the industry, and it's like, I mean, when somebody says, "Oh, you can't do that," it makes me want to do it even more. It's so fill your that, fire. That, that, yeah, that, that's where we're at. You know, it's like somebody says, "You can't make that a million dollar business," and I'm going to say, "Hold my beer and watch." You know, mm-hmm. so, so that's that awesome. that's what drives us. Just make sure they don't drink that beer while they're holding it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, I'm with you. And DJ and I have kind of talked about that a little bit, you know, just from our start and the way we got going. And and I would definitely say that I felt that pressure just in society and being around people. Like, so you just do clean cars. Like, cool. Like, yeah, well, go fuck yourself. Like, (laughs) do you you enjoy what you're doing? No, they hate it. Like, they hate being in the office, and they hate this, they complain about this and all that. Like, hey, cleaning cars is good. Like, I enjoy my life. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy this. So you take whatever you want with all your yuppity-yup, and, man, I'm good. Like, Yeah. I don't know. People are funny. People are funny. Well, and that's where we're at. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the what is it? Ninety percent of the people in the U.S. own a car. I mean, that car has got to be clean. You know, somebody's got to clean it. So, you know, why not make a business that appeals to ninety percent of the people in the U.S.? Um, it, it's just a matter of going and, and making your business appeal to somebody in the sense that you know, and that's where it comes with education. You know, we uh, one of our biggest things is is educating. You know, proper cleanliness. I mean, if you look at uh, you know, if you look at online at health records and health sites and health articles and whatnot, you know, everybody says that you should clean your house or at least wipe down your surfaces, dust, clean, the whole deal, you know, at least every two weeks or really every week. And when you look at how much time people spend in cars, some of them spend a third of their day in a car. Um, and why why it, why do people clean their house every two weeks but then never clean their car? You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. So we really push on just education of, you know, proper cleanliness and just being healthy. And when people buy into that too, they're like, oh, you know, th- this is no longer just a, you know, want. It's not like I just want to have my car clean. It's like, oh, I, I probably do need to have my car cleaned. All right, so uh, hold on. It's, it's I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, don't, I want you to keep going on that. So – Explain to me what you mean right there. How do you educate your customers and get them to buy in? Go into that a little bit further. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the two things that we educate our customers on is protecting their asset and then protecting their health. Uh, so on the health side, that includes, you know, the sanitation, the disinfectant, uh, you know, of the inside of their cars. People are spending a significant amount of time in cars these days, either commuting to work, taking kids to school, um, you know, taking kids to the ball field, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, some articles range from about 25 to any upwards I've seen of like 35% of your day is spent in your car. Uh, so when you say, so though, you, you educate them, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, we just, we, we just simply educate. 
when they ask us to clean their cars, um, really that's kind of where we educate them and, and really sell them on our weekly packages of maintaining the clean the cleanliness of their car. We notice, you know, hey, it looks like you only clean your car like maybe every six months. Did you know, you know, the side effects or, you know, that mold can grow, you know, in your air vents from not cleaning your car or underneath your seat or whatever. So a lot of the education comes from just clients coming in um, and, you know, not having a retention rate with you, but that the education and the health helps sell the retention rate on becoming, you know, retaining customers of our business. So a detailer that is cleaning people's cars needs to learn that there needs to be a inside the business of right making it profitable making their passion turn into profit having some sort of sales quote unquote pitch or a better word would be a sales plan so when you say educate i like that you're educating that education leads to sales so many times people when they hear salesmen like oh no no, no i'm not a salesman like listen i I cleaned cars from as a mobile detailer from 2002 to opening the car wash at 2006. Ran that from six to eight. Went worked as a GM from 2008 to 2010, and then I started this chemical sales business. And I went, wait a second, I'm not a salesman. And right. because the reason why we we when we think of a salesman, we think of a negative connotation. We can all picture that sleazy used car salesman that's just trying to, we really think they're just trying to screw us, right? So we think of sales in a negative connotation, but the way you view it is, is I love it. That's the way we view it. If we can educate, then we are helping the customer understand why they need something instead of trying to push an agenda or push something down them. But if you educate, and so for detailers that, really want to grow their business and want to think of uh, how do I really make this profitable? I want to make more money, provide for my family, whatever your, your reason. Having a sales plan, which is exactly what you're talking about, and educating your customers on the need for cleanliness is a great way of start. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, very and, informative. And well, and, and that's where the profit comes in too is because – for us, we see that a lot of the times you're not going to make your best money on the first time you clean a car because a lot of the times you're spending so much time for the price. But where you start making the money and the profit is when the retention rate comes of these clients and they're, they're coming to you every two weeks. You're setting them up with a schedule where you come there every Tuesday at 10 o'clock or whatever, um, and, and you come there every Tuesday or you do it once a month. And when you start doing those cars on a regular basis, you have those set up on the schedule, and then you're spending less time doing the car, um, which ultimately leads to getting more cars in in the day and more revenue in the day leads to, you know, more money in the bank. Uh, and so that's what we look at is, you know, we know as a business we're not going to make money on the first one typically. We might make a little bit, but it's not enough to, you know, jump up and down about. We get excited when, you know, we sell a yearly package worth of washes or we get somebody signed up on an every two-week basis or on a monthly basis, and now we look back at our customer list and we see that, you know, now we have, instead of last year, you know, uh, for some detailers, they'll look back and they'll say, okay, you know, I, I have 200 clients. I did 200 clients in the year. Well, good for you. 
How many of those clients came back and saw you again? Uh, only maybe 50. Well, now you, that, that's not good because if you look at taking those 200 clients and now you say 150 of them come back, I guarantee you if you did just 200 clients again in the same next year but you did 150 of the same clients that you did, your margins are going to be much, much higher because the cars are easier to clean now. Um, they're coming to you. They're taking less time. Uh, and, and like I said, you can get more cars done in the day. Yeah, that's true. Customer retention versus new customer acquisition. Right. If if we're going to go biz dev, uh, I have to pull up my dictionary and find more keywords like that to maybe make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean you're right. Like the the cost of uh, you you will generally make more money if you can retain the amount if you're customer retention, the, the more customers that use your service grows, the more money you will make because you're having to spend less money, time, or energy, whatever, to get new customers. Well, and you're also spending less in advertising because then those customers that are coming to you every two or three weeks, as soon as some you're, – you're in their mind all the time because you're coming on such a regular basis. So as soon as somebody says, hey, I need a mobile car washer, you know, I need to get my car cleaned – you're on their mind because you're coming so often that they immediately, the first thing they say is, oh, call Jot's Mobile Washer. Oh, call EcoGreen. You know, if you only go there every six months, when somebody says, I need to get my car washed, they don't use you enough that they're not going to just automatically pop off and say, oh, hey, call Jot's Mobile Washer. Hey, call whoever, you know. Uh, and so that's a big thing, too, because then you spend less in advertising, and it's now more word of mouth because people are just talking about you, and that's what you want. Uh, when you build what we call a brand image. Okay, so let's – our last little discussion, um, we you talk about advertising, and DJ, you pop in too. What are you guys doing for advertisement to get new customers? Go ahead, DJ. We work, we work within our um, – I believe you get more out of working your customer base than you do anywhere else. So we have a crap ton of systems in place to where we're always touching our clients, even when they're not using us. So they're always top of mind is what it's called. Top of mind marketing. So we're always in their inbox. We're always in front of them on social media. You know, we follow up with them. We're just, we've got great systems in place to where we're always marketing to our, our current clients that love our services and that have written us reviews and so forth. And they're just cheerleaders for everyone else. So they're just walking like billboards pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that's just really how we advertise. I mean, there's certain other things we do here and there, but we don't really spend – we spend our money in on or in social media. That's it pretty much, like creating videos, content, whatever. That's it. So, well, yeah, social media, but also you just said like email. You're, you're hitting your customers back on oh, the email too. Every single time. We've got – yeah. And you have text apps too, I think, or something, right? We have automated text. We have online booking. Everything is so automated to where our clients, it's easy for, I mean, for you, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I shop on Amazon for everything I need. You know, it's just, it's become the norm now. If I want toilet paper, I'm going to order Amazon. If I need a, a new toothbrush, Amazon. If I need this, Amazon. I, I just want to do it real quick. I don't talk to anybody. I just want to click it. So, the online booking is super convenient. They can just click it. You know, it might be 10 o'clock at night and just book their details. So just kind of keeping up with the times and what people are used to and their, you know, ways of buying things is also going to help you, you know, 
stay top of mind as well. It's convenient, it's easy to buy from and so forth. Yeah, and, and we're the same way. You know, we don't spend, you know, there's some people out there that want to spend, you know, 10% of all their revenue on Facebook marketing or other market, marketing sources or whatever. Um, and and we're, we're real similar to DJ. Most of our marketing goes directly to, you know, and really we don't spend a whole lot in marketing. Uh, we focus mainly on, like like DJ said, you know, getting back with customers and, and making our customers walking billboards because, um, you know, word of mouth is a great, I mean, th th that's the best form of marketing. So, um, however, we do occasionally, we will, you know, we'll advertise, um, you know, we might make, um, you know, like a Mother's Day push or whatever and, and, and offer, you know, a special promo for Mother's Day and say, you know, hey, why don't you buy your mom, you know, three Johnny Washes, um, and if you buy three, you know, we'll give you 10 or 15% off or whatever. Um, and we, and we might spend a little bit of, you know, Facebook marketing dollars, you know, to push that out there and try and, and get some new customers so that ultimately we can, you know, hopefully sell them on a retention rate package. Um, but as far as advertising and that, that's a big, that's a big topic we've had within our company recently too. Is you know ha what what is the proper way to advertise for for a mobile detail, um, and, and you know we've found that uh, going back to our customers and <clears throat> and advertising to our just on social media. I mean, you can make free Facebook posts, and you know, like you said, there's the automated text and the online booking and everything like that. Um, spending the money there and then having a little money now to spend on you know, new equipment, better equipment, putting money towards buying a new van, et cetera. That, that, that's how we go about it. So you guys both do a lot of social media. I think some of the stuff that I've learned that I can appreciate about advertisement, because we never like to get blown up. Like if, if, if I'm going to look at a commercial, I'm going to look at my phone. Like I'm not going to watch a commercial on TV. I definitely won't listen to one on the radio. And many times in social media, I'll skim through something. I'd like, and if I'm watching a video and it says "ad coming in two seconds," like, like no, I don't want to. I don't want to have what I'm consuming interrupted. But with many times in social media, especially Facebook, is as you're scrolling through, the ad appears and it's not. It's not interrupting anything. So. It makes it a great place for people to consume the content of what you're trying to market. So what do you guys market for a mobile detailing service to potential clients? Go ahead. Uh, one of the big things that we market is, you know, is, is our packages, you know, our wash packages of where we're coming every, every so often. Uh, one of the big ones recently that we've done is is our yearly packages with um and when you and so we actually created a package um the client comes in and they prepay for a year's worth of washes at every two weeks um and and that's the johnny wash that's what we call our maintenance wash mini detail express detail whatever you want to call it um but they prepay for 24 of them at the price of 22 discounted washes so when you sign up with us um, we actually give you a discount for signing up and using us every two weeks. You get a special what we call our Johnny Club pricing. Um, so our, our yearly package is you buy 22 washes at our discounted price. 
We also give you two free washes. So it's 11, you buy 11 months, you get the 12th month free. Um, and then also when you do that, you get 20% off of a ceramic coating and paint protection uh, or paint correction, paint enhancement package. So um, it's a really good way for us to get in, get the car, you know, either enhanced or corrected, whatever, you know, the client wants to do. Um, get it protected because once it's protected, it makes us, you know, it allows us to be more efficient. Um, and then it also gives us, it, it locks them in, you know, for a year of using our services. So um, that's one of the big things that we've been advertising lately. It's been a big hit for us. Um, it's it's boosted our ceramic coatings. It's made our, our and not only does it make, you know, our clients, uh, not only does it make it easy, you know, easier for us to wash and maintain, you know, in a more efficient fashion, um, but ultimately, I mean, it makes our cars, our clients' cars look better. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be doing a, my service to them if I was just washing their car in an inefficient manner, you know, making, you know, marring and scratching and whatever and just making their car appear to be clean to them. But I want their car to look the best it possibly can and ultimately for the long term. And so that package has really, really been a big push for us. And, and that's one of the things that we've been advertising lately. Yeah, that's awesome. DJ, what about you? Man, I feel like we're just going to mimic each other all night because our business is so <laughs> – they're set up so much alike. I mean, I mean we're, we're, like, both, like, we're both business-minded, so it's – yeah, it's a no-brainer. You get your clients in on a low-maintenance services. You push membership services. Um, we advertise education a lot, so we do a lot of education, um, a lot of ceramic – So in your videos, right, your videos, you don't – if you take a video and you put it on your Facebook – and you're not just pushing, oh, look at this snow foam or, no, oh, look at this, this ridiculous. like, gloss no, shot. that's like, stupid. That's not going to – The best way of marketing – Yeah. Right. The best way of marketing is education. So Education, that's key. What does that mean? Education is anything. So, for instance, we applied a ceramic coating on this – I mean, with – on this Honda Accord one time, and we had posted a video about the Honda Accord, you know, like months and months and months ago. And then I went out for a maintenance wash because that's how we got it in the first place because we had we had maintenance washes in place. We had on a maintenance wash. We talked about her paint. We offered her a coating, and she bought the coating, and she still had a maintenance wash. So, anyways, um, she got sideswiped, um, and we were able to buff out the scratches. Like it was stupid easy. And I did a video like, look, you know, th because this car was coated. It has, you know, blah, 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 and this is what happened. And it's just that education part. When you find any way to educate your client with at a job site, then you do that. So I might walk around a job site we're doing, like, three maintenance washes at, at a location. I'm not going to say, hey, look, we're doing a uh, Rolls-Royce, and we've got this Porsche GT3 going, and we got this Ferrari 458 over here. I'm saying, hey, guys, if you're at home and if you've got your vehicles here, how cool would it be to have us out washing your vehicles? We do wash back, windows, door jams that's really maximizing that video right so it's all about education man it's not about blasting and boasting about what kind of cars you're doing because we do nice cars all the time but it's about really educating on you need this and why oh yeah yeah i totally agree i, I i'm with i'm with uh dj on that you know yes we do the mercedes we do you know the the rolls royces or the ferraris or the porsches or whatever but Hey, we also do the the ninety nine Corollas and the oh, ninety nine yeah, Civics, sure. you know. And and I have some clients, you know, 
I, I personally, I drive a 2001 Ford, and I guarantee it's the best damn 2001 Ford out there. <laughs> and I also have clients oh, yeah. that, you know, we, we have an 07, you know, F-150, and we have an 04 Civic. I mean, we've got a ton of old cars, too, and we, we push those, too. And, and those people want their cars clean just like the $150,000 cars do. Exactly. Um, but like DJ said, you know, it's the education on – you know, taking, I mean, taking care of yourself, just being clean. Like, you know, um, I look at cleaning your car as I do just like a chore of brushing your teeth. You know, it's just part of who I am. Um, and I know that, you know, I spend so much time in my car that, I mean, ultimately you, you can go and look at articles and, you know, people, it, I mean, I've looked at, you know, experiments, lab experiments, you know, where people don't clean their cars and mold and, you know, I, I personally, I mean, it's no wonder the flu is so spread. I mean, because people just don't clean their cars. So if somebody gets in their car with the flu and it gets in the air vents and, you know, bacteria and stuff starts to set, you know, somebody might get in the car, you know, that maybe in the car doesn't have the flu or have something but can get sick. And so, you know, it's just education. All right. No more Ubers for me then. I'm done. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not but, done with Uber. I will be Ubering <laughs> as long as there's Uber. It's a great service. Hey, it is it is a great service. Just like it is, yeah, for sure. It, it's a great way to sell them a car wash too. I'll tell you that much. Oh, selling the Uber driver yet. a car wash? I have not had any oh, yet. Every Uber driver gets gets a business card. I, I've probably converted four or five. Uh, nice, man. The, the last yeah, that is cool. That I haven't that. gotten any. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> nice, cool. You, you just uh, give so them a little special discount for being an Uber driver. I don't want that, man. They're they're carrying on drum people all the time. I don't want that. <laughs> call me for call me for throw up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's rate this beer. It's a horny toad blonde. I think we've all been pretty pretty excited about it throughout the podcast. I think it's been possibly one of the most exciting beers for me because I wasn't expecting much. In all honesty, I didn't know what to expect, but. Gosh, man, this was super smooth. All right, Austin, what is your rating on this beer? Man, I got to go with a five just because it, it, it's it's my go-to beer. That's why I suggested it for the podcast. It's, you know, like I said, when when I, you know, want to go home and have a beer with dinner or, you know, sit by the campfire, have a dinner, or sit by the lake and have a dinner, Horny Toads, the, the, the first one I go to. So it, it's a five for me. I think it's super smooth, super crisp. Um, and, a, and a beer that you can drink, you know, any time of the year. I mean, it could be cold outside, and I'll still drink it. So Yeah, super tasty. Man. DJ. You guys are going to hate me because I haven't said much about this beer all night. But side note, like, Lining Kugel's Summer Shanties, what this reminds me of, but it doesn't. It's like it's like it tried to be it, but it couldn't be, and that's one of my favorite beers. Like, it's everything you guys have just explained, like, that's my beer. So I'm giving it a three. Because... Whoa! <laughs> three? I'm giving it a three. The a fuck personal... is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm giving it a personal three because it's just not like, like my drinkable summer beer. Like the the it's just like it's it's the summer shandy. Like and it's like it's I can kind of taste What's into that shandy. I don't care. It's just it, I think it's the, got the lemonade taste, and stuff in it. I love the it too, but the lemonadeness makes it. It throws it off for me. I, I'm, I'm. I love. I the bet beer. you. It's a great beer. I bet you if you squeeze the lemon in this, I bet you it would knock it out of the park for you. 
Maybe I have to squeeze a lemon in the next time. Yeah, but I bet you do. If it's you a great beer, that, I'm going to give you that. <laughs> I would, I'm, I'm not I'm, downing I'm, it whatsoever, but... You are. You <laughs> gave it a three. Like, I a three's pathetic. Like as much as... Much. The summer shandy is what the Thetas drink. <laughs> oh, man. That's what the what drinks? What? The Thetas. Thetas? Uh, yeah. The the sorority girl. That's that's the sorority beer. Oh uh, well, then me and DJ are sorority chicks. Like I'm, yeah. I'm with DJ. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink a shandy. I love shandies. They're so summer. good, so oh, good, yeah. especially no, all the different flavored. Like they I get are, it. They, it's they, not a manly beer, but Austin, they, I'm gonna go with you. I'm giving this beer a five. Like this is the first five I've given on a podcast. I I, I was super shocked with it. I. I don't know what I was expecting because I've had some other blondes and they've been good, but not this clean. Like this is just a very clean, and I think that's the Pilsner, which we talked about earlier. Um, I and I, th- I think that's one reason why it was so clean. It's got a little bit of citrusy flavor, and I, I'm now I'm finishing off my fourth. Like <laughs> we need to yeah. we need to close this podcast because <laughs> because I just keep drinking it. Well, and you know what's funny is like so. I drink all of Coop's uh, beers, and obviously Coop, most people know Coop for their F5, their IPA, which is another outstanding beer. Not not one it, it is a great IPA, and that's kind of what they're known for, but most people don't know about this blonde. And uh, for me, I, I don't know. Like, like you said, it's just so smooth. It's so crisp. It's not like any other blonde I've had. You yeah, know? it definitely um, is not. Uh, and like I said, I think it's different than the Shandy. It's similar. I, I can see where DJ comes with that, but I, I don't know. It, it's just it, it's a good beer, and for some reason, it's got me attached. So yeah. Uh, so kudos to Coop. Uh, well done on this blonde. Like I said, DM us on Instagram. We'll send you some because you should definitely try it. All right. So Austin. Uh, in social media, where do people find you? How do they connect with you? Yeah, so they can find us on social media at jotsmobilewash.com. That is Johnny on the spot or J-O-T-S, mobilewash.com. Um, our Facebook page is facebook.com okay. backslash cool, cool. jotsmobilewash, as well as our DJ? Instagram is jotsmobilewash. Yeah, uh, at DJ Patterson and uh, for personal and at EcoGreenMD on Instagram as well, so. Nice. Nice. Definitely, guys, reach out to them. Uh, ask any questions you want. Ask me questions. I'm Marty. This is Total Auto Solutions. You can find us on Instagram at Total Auto Solutions. That's generally the best way. You guys do Snapchat, too? Uh, we don't do Snapchat. We do all of our stuff on Instagram stores, so you can find us on Instagram at Jobs Mobile Wash. Yeah. Uh, we do a little bit on Snapchat, but yeah, mostly I use that to chat with my daughters or different people. It's more of a personal thing. DJ, do yeah, you guys use, do you do Snapchat, DJ? We do not Eco-Gram? use Snapchat, no sir. No. So just Instagram and Facebook. Cool, definitely. Hey guys, really appreciate your time. That was super great information. You guys did a, an incredible job. Thank you very much for taking the time out. And Austin, kudos on picking a killer beer. Uh, thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, Marty. Talk to you guys cool. soon. See ya. Definitely. See ya. Thanks, guys.